everybody, and welcome to Bigger on the Inside, the new Who Doctor Who Watch Along podcast. I am Harry, and Boo. as always, we enjoy. Absolutely good job there. <laughs> I quite liked how I was uh, going. I got into my kind of little, little uh, smooth jazz radio tone of voice. Yeah, this one's a bit later. It's um, half past nine at night. Gee, yeah, really this gosh. Is, this is bigger on the inside after hours. Yeah. Who knows what could happen? Probably not much. We're talking about Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> Like people who like Doctor Who, um, that's where like all the magic happens. This where no magic happens with people who like Doctor Who. No offense to anybody who no, likes Doctor Who. Like, we like Doctor Who. Ladies, want to talk about some Doctor Who? Want to compare master actors? <laughs> what did you think to the redesign of the Daleks? Ooh. Should the fourth Doctor have blown up Scarrow and Davros, or should he have not? <laughs> Want to discuss the uh, complex timeline of Gallifrey? Is it? Yeah, that's um, centuries. Oh, I did not know that. I just knew it was sexy music. <laughs> Fall Out Boy is Fall Out Boy sexy? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure they are. I mean, maybe individually they are, but. Fallout Boy isn't a band that I associate with, like. Well, I just to make it perfectly clear. I didn't know that that music came from Fallout Boy. Yeah, I listened to the opening of Centuries. It's you know, it has that same d- 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 bit. You will remember me. You ready, Harry? I'm sorry, you I, I actually do. You listening? Can you hear this? Ooh. I did hear that. Did you hear that beer open? Oh shit! It's fizzing up everywhere. Oh no! Are you actually opening a beer? I am because it's—I don't know. I, I bought lots the other day, and I don't drink that much beer. I feel like I should um, have some beer. That's what they do is this in America. What you're just after hours, it is. I have one. This is an actual. Should, should I? Should I grab a drink? You can go for it. Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll do it after hours. <laughs> Harry's literally just legged out his room. Where's he going? Oh, now I'm on my own. I presented on my own. Hello, everybody. Well, this is clearly bigger on the inside. After Dark, <laughs> weird um, spin-off of um, bigger on the inside that we've come up with today, where we don't really have much to discuss. We have a topic that we're going to discuss. That's going to be um, David Tennant's possible oversaturation of him playing Doctor Who by a Time Lord Victorious and um, I imagine we'll just have a chat as well. Harry's still not back Oh, here he comes. He's coming in. He's back He's got the Strongbow Dark Fruits You're going to open it into the microphone? That's right I'm just going to get the proper microphone up a bit higher so you can hear it Ooh We are after hours. I did, I did say, um, I did give a brief introduction while you were gone to what the podcast now is. A big on the inside after dark. And, um, is that, that actually was... what this is going to be now? It will be now. <laughs> Unplanned first episode. This is how it's going to work. Yeah. Um, I also mentioned that we're going to be talking about David Tennant's oversatur- possible oversaturation um, 
because, well, why don't you tell everybody what the news was today, Harold? Well, the uh, news dropped today of uh, another Doctor Who VR video game um, starring Jodie Whittaker. And at the end of the uh, trailer, they kind of had this um, kind of wow shock moment where we saw the silhouette of David Tennant's 10th Doctor with a voice line from David Tennant. The issue is that the response wasn't really a wow, cool David Tennant's in this. The reaction was, oh, look, another Doctor Who thing starring David Tennant. Because this year especially, we've had a lot of David Tennant Doctor Who content. We have, and it's mainly a lot of out of um, a lot of Thirteenth Doctor stuff that's not been part of the show has featured the Thirteenth Doctor. We did a video recently. Um, I don't think it will be out yet. It'll be coming up where we went over a Thirteenth Doctor, Tenth Doctor comic team up. So there's been a lot of that. There's been. It sort of seems like any external media that this incarnation of Doctor gets is. Um, Shadowed by the introduction of, not the introduction, the reintroduction of tenants. Well, I yeah. feel it would be slightly more fun, especially if you're going to do it as a video game. Why not introduce the fourth Doctor or the sixth Doctor hmm. when these voice actors, when the original actors are still alive, and you can just use their voice? Yeah, I mean, I can kind of understand why introducing the tenth Doctor. First of all, he's a very popular Doctor. I'll bring up the Radio Times list again. David Tennant's been voted the most popular incarnation of the Doctor. Um, and obviously, I'm guessing that David Tennant... Well, David Tennant's very open about how much he loves the show and how much he loves playing the character of the Doctor. So obviously, he's going to come back and play him wherever he can. And um, then, in addition, in addition um, we're kind of under lockdown right now. So yeah. I imagine for creative types, actors like David Tennant, He's really, you know, clamouring to do work and audio stuff for Doctor Who, be it Big Finish or a video game, is probably quite easy to do from home compared to um, something where you have to be there physically. Yeah, um, I recently so... listened to the Out of Time Tom Baker, David Tennant team up Big Finish mm-hmm. and in the bonus features for that they basically said the reason this has come out now is because David is so busy that the only time they could find time for him to come and record stuff was during lockdown. So it doesn't surprise yeah. me that we've now got this surgence of 10th Doctor material that's been announced this year. Would you like a quick yeah. rundown of... Um, all, would you like all the stuff that's been announced this year to feature the 10th Doctor? Absolutely. You sent me a list and it's quite, yeah. quite a lot. So for Big Finish, we have Doctor Who Out of Time 1, Doctor Who The 10th Doctor and River Song, Dalek Universe 1, Doctor Who Out of Time 2 The Gates of Hell uh, featuring Peter Davison Dalek Universe 2 Dalek Universe 3 um, Doctor Who Out of Time 3 Wink um, starring Colin Baker and The Minds of Magnox now I think it's bear in mind that a lot of these are um, Victorious lines the Victorious series that's currently on which seems to be McGann Eccleston and Tennant Mm. Well, those incarnations, not always those actors, but those incarnations for sure. Because mm. there's also some. What else do we have on the list? Because that was just the audio dramas. We've got the comics, yeah. we've got the Time Lord Victorious 1, that's, re- that's already come out. Time Lord Victorious 2, which came out a couple of days ago. And plus the 13th Doctor crossover comics. We've got the book, The Night, The Fool, and The Dead. Um, 
Old Flesh is Grass and the new game, whatever that's called. What's it called? Yeah. Oh, and you... I can't remember. Because um, there's, there's two new games, but only one of them has uh, Jodie Whittaker and David Tennant in it. That we know um, of. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. And I think within the framework of Time Lord Victorious, it seems that uh, the 10th Doctor is the most kind of prominent Doctor, or is he yeah. has the most interesting role? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure exactly what, what it is. is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we said before, we don't really like, know what it is. Yeah. It always kind of depicts the 10th Doctor in like this, um, you know, Gallifrey and Time Lord gap. So I don't know if he's like this tyrannical Time Lord or something. That's um, cool. I, I don't know. Pardon? I think he looks good in it. No, he does look good in it. I just have no idea what it is. Um, no, I don't. Um, so, do you feel we're getting to a point, especially this year, where people are just getting maybe a bit tired of it just being the same Doctor returning when we could have... I mean, for a video game, surely we could have Capaldi or Smith in the video game. I mean, we had Capaldi for the Lego video game, didn't we? Yeah, well, I did a bit of research between podcasts that Big Finish have had their Doctor Who license extended to 2025. Hmm. Pardon me. And this article was in 2016 when Capaldi was still the Doctor, I want to say. Hmm. He was, wasn't he? He was the Doctor in 2016. Yeah, he was. But the picture, the graphic they've put up only includes 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, War and 10. So it doesn't include... The Knife Doctor, which we know has been a... I imagine they had the license for the Knife Doctor at the time, but the idea yeah. being... But obviously, you know, we won't go into that. But they, they have their license extended to 2025, which makes me think that Big Finish, at least, probably won't see a 11th Doctor, 12th Doctor series starring those actors until at least 2025. Huh. That's because like I know we've been like stories about the eleventh Doctor. Okay, maybe the eleventh Doctor might show, but definitely the twelfth Doctor. I don't think we'll see for another five yeah. years. Yeah, no, I've seen nothing of the twelfth Doctor. I feel and I feel like Matt Smith is too busy being a like a massive success to do big finish. Well, now he's broke yeah. up with his girlfriend, hasn't he? Did you hear that? He broke up. With, they Did broke up. Yeah, they broke up. Yeah. Who is he dating? Lily James from Baby Driver. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. Why I, mean, I guess it's not cool that they've broken up. Oh, or is it like, oh, cool, she's single. Now's my chance. <laughs> He's single or she's single? Either, you know? <laughs> like, I could get, like, you know, I could get some cool connections through Matt Smith. Or, you know, I could date the girl from Baby Driver and get some connections. You could meet Edgar Wright. I don't know. And that wouldn't be bad to work with Edgar Wright on a film. Yeah. I'd love to see Edgar Wright direct an episode of Doctor Who. That'd be great. Oh yeah, what would he? What would Edgar Wright do with Doctor Who? I don't know. I feel he'd go really, really B movie though. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously he'd be working with a BBC budget, but you know he's worked with small budgets. He directed Space, didn't he? Yeah. 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 I mean, I've never watched Space. Um, in the first series, is okay. uh, to get back on topic of 
Doctor Who. Yeah, just, <laughs> it's just the point of after hours where we, we yeah, no, but we at least have to talk it. about the thing that we that we put in the damn thumbnail. <laughs> um, right, yeah, it's David Tennant oversaturated. Um, I'm gonna say we're getting to a point where you are yes because you we they didn't get the reaction they wanted by including the tenth Doctor because mm. people. I saw it while I was at work, and I just saw it said two doctors, and I knew straight away that it was. It was David Tennant. It was going to be ten. It was so obvious. And then yeah. I played the video, and I saw his thing appear at the end. And then because I'm at work, I couldn't hear it, so I had to hold it to my ear. And he delivers the line that Paul McGann delivers in the night of the Doctor. Um, I'm a Doctor, but probably not the one you were expecting. But even though we were all expecting it to be uh, Paul McGann, uh, sorry, David Tennant. So yeah. yeah, I feel, but I feel that's only because if all of this was spread out over five years, it would be nice. Mm. But we've all been given it within the last six months. Yeah, like I feel like right now we're at a point of oversaturation. But I feel like once you know the world goes back to something resembling normality um, in the future, I feel like we'll kind of look be able to look back at this era of a David Ten resurgence and kind of appreciate it. Just right now in the moment, it's a little bit fatiguing. It's also important to remember um, that not all this content is coming out at one time. Some of it is going to be like two years away. Oh, is it? Yeah, so it's not like like out of time two and three. They're going to be a while off, I imagine. I'll have a quick look now, but out of time three, I can't imagine being out for a, a, a while yet. Out of time. Do we really space out those uh, audio stories? I think so. The Tom Baker one that I listened to, um, Out of Time 3 comes out July 2022. Really? Starring David Tennant and Colin Baker. So is all the... Is David Tennant just recording all this stuff now and just like saving it for down the line? I don't know. I don't think it is that. I think it's the other way around. Or you think they're going to wait for David Tennant until David Tennant's available to record these on, things? On the Outer Time 1, when does Outer Time 2 sorry, come out? Outer, Outer Time 2 is June next year, so we're like getting one a year. Um, oh, maybe, okay. maybe they have pre-recorded all David's stuff. I can't imagine them they have. That said, I know that the only reason we got Outer Time 1 when we did was because David only became available during lockdown to record these lines. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it's really cool if you buy that. I, know, I definitely speak- recommend yeah. buying Out of Time One just to listen to the fifteen minutes of bonus material at the end, which is so good because it's mm. David Tennant talking about how excited it is to work with Tom Baker, and then there's bits where Nicholas Briggs is talking about how Tom Baker reacted to working with David Tennant, and how Tom Baker mm. sort of insisted they change some of the Fourth Doctor's dialogue so he was a bit kinder to David Tennant's incarnation of the Doctor. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently there was a That's scene where he was quite harsh to the 10th incarnation, but they changed it. But Tom Baker was like, no, no, I don't want to say this. And does Tom Baker quite like the 10th Doctor then? I imagine so, yeah, because it's normally those two. I don't think he watches the show, because I know there's a thing on the Big Finish website where Nicholas Briggs is interviewing Tom Baker, and um, mm-hmm. Tom Baker asks Nicholas Briggs, are the Daleks, do they still use the Daleks in Doctor Who? <laughs> and he asks it to Nicholas Briggs. Nicholas Briggs is like, yeah, I don't want to get any beer. <laughs> That's brilliant. I, I'm not sure. Now looking back, maybe he says it as a tongue-in-cheek joke. I'm pretty sure he doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting, yeah. But I'm I mean, really happy with just one of those a year. I'm not really that fussed about 
10 meeting River Song because I feel if you're going to do an, uh, an audio well, drama Ten's already met River Song exactly if you do an audio drama on that it sort of takes away from what we get in the programme I mean I guess that the original plan when River Song was introduced was that Ten would be meeting River Song again because obviously when Silence of the Library was written um, Moffat was thinking that Series 5 at least would have David Tennant in it. I don't think he did. When did he announce that he was leaving? Um, it was, I think, at the start of the year of specials. David Tennant announces leaving Doctor Who. Uh... He announced it at the national, at the, um... Yeah, he did, didn't he? In NTA, the NTAs. Yeah. David Tennant announces his leaving Doctor Who. I'm on the yeah. BBC Because he, he won something. Yeah, because he won for something for Hamlet, and he like did a. He was, oh no, he won something, and he was record. I think for Doctor Who, and he was like recording it from like the set of Hamlet, and he said, "We're gonna have like like a great year of specials, and then Doctor Who will go on without me." He, he announced like, it in points October. October two thousand and eight. He announced it. Yeah, and when was series four? Series four was two thousand. Eight, wasn't it? Yeah, so I feel that when Moffat wrote it, he knew. You think so? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Maybe then. When was Moffat announced as showrunner? Uh, Stephen. We need like one of those people who like we ask questions and they Google it instead of having one of us do it. One of those like man in the, ch- in the chair. <laughs> yeah, who like sits in another studio. The Tin Dog. January 2016. Oh, that's when he announced he was stepping down. Uh, uh, Stephen Moffat was announced on the 20th of May 2008. Oh, wow. So, all quite close together. Uh, Series 4 started airing in April of 2008. Yeah. I think it was definitely a period in which Moffat was anticipating that he'd be working with Tennant on Series 5. There's a thing, isn't there, online where he spoke to Tennant and he wasn't sure if he was going to continue into Series 5, but Moffat had Mm. said that Series 5 would have been Tennant's last series because he would have made him regenerate at the end. Moffat would have forced regeneration on him. Well, he said it would have been exactly the same series, but instead of having Matt Smith, he would have had David Tennant, so David Tennant would have landed in the garden. Or Well, what it would have been is the TARDIS would have crash-landed in the garden. And um, mm-hmm. it would have been David Tennant's doctor, not like confused, not knowing who Amelia, not knowing who this little girl is. Yeah, is this is this right? Not knowing who the little girl was, and then it flashes forward to Amy Pond as Karen Gillan, and the doctor's like, "I'm back, it's me," but he doesn't know yet because his time's skewed with. And what we realise is the start of series one, the start of episode one, where he meets little Amelia. That's him about to regenerate. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, that's that's what's getting my head around. As... Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, uh, can we? Um, if I share, can I share? Um, if I share a screen with you, can you hear it? I should be able to. Yeah. Stephen Moffat, Series Five. David Tennant. Here we go. See if I found it. Share screen. Let me know if you can't hear it. Uh, 
can you hear anything? Oh no, I, no, I can't. Uh, share audio. Uh, remote control. I'll put the subtitles up. Here we go. Oh yeah. So the, for those who obviously can't see everything, the idea he had for the David Tennant Doctor was just adapted for Matt Smith. Well, see, all I thought it would be a new Doctor. David had his momentary wobble before he went on. Yeah, it's you read it. I, do you want to read it? Because I, I, don't I do. You want to read it? Because I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't hear Moffat in my ears, and then read it back. So do you just want to yeah, read what the subtitles say? And other things, so I reworked it so it could be David because I had kept him if I could. So no, I knew more emphatically early on that Matt wouldn't be staying. And I mean, it struck me that the thing of it starts with him regenerating, then goes back. Oh, there you go. Now you're reading of... the interviewer's voice. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. So basically, it would have just been the same, but chilled. But just like swaps around, really. This is quite nice doing the after dark stuff. I don't really have to worry about editing this stuff afterwards. Yeah. This is just going to be it. Hmm. So, yeah. But I also worry that by doing lots of David Tennant audio adventures, you maybe then take away from the magic of those few seasons. Yeah. That's a, that's a point. Because, I, I mean, there's a question of when Eccleston comes back. Will the magic of his like one soul series be diminished when he has like big finish stories? But I feel because it's his first return in fifteen years, it's it's more exciting. Yeah, whereas, no, I mean, definitely. Whereas I we feel... saw Tenant in the fiftieth, and then not long after that, we got him in um, audio. Yeah, like I remember when David Tennant first did Big Finish, it was a big deal because it was like a new Hugh Doctor coming back to do it. Yeah, he was the first one. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like how. When did he do his first um, big finish story? When was that? I'll just ask the man in the corner. <laughs> I'm getting you googling all kinds of stuff. David Tennant. Um, oldest first. Oh dear me! Well, he wasn't in any of these. And um, David Tennant, the Tenth Doctor Adventures, Volume One. Um, 2016, so a year after the 50th. That was more than a year, 2016. Oh, yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, three it was years like after three the years after. Yeah, David Tennant and Catherine Tate. Yeah. I haven't listened that to That was like these. 10 years after he first... That was 10 years after he first appeared as the Doctor, pretty much. Yeah, so that's quite exciting, isn't it, to get that. And then well, we've got... I mean, um, that means it's been... 10 years since uh, Matt Smith first played a doctor, so does that mean does that mean it's only a matter of time now before we get Matt Smith as in Big Finish? They've got the rights to the 11th Doctor, I think it's more just getting Matt Smith actually to do that. Yeah. I feel like he would rather make his return to the role on TV than he would on Big Finish. Mm. Matt Smith. I mean, my prediction, like we've discussed predictions before, and my prediction is Tennant is definitely going to be in the 60th like undoubtedly he's going to be in the 60th <laughs> yeah and i reckon matt smith will come back matt smith doesn't seem to have as much of a personal connection to doctor who the show 
Because I'm pretty sure didn't Matt Smith like grow up during the wilderness years? He did. I'm sorry, I've just found something on the Big Finish website from the 19th of August 2019. 12 Doctor Chronicles incoming for 2020. Okay, so those are like stories about the Twelfth Doctor, but not starring Capaldi. Yeah, four new adventures from the area of from the era of Peter Capaldi's Twelfth Doctor will be brought to life by Jacob Dudman, due to releasing Big Finish in February twenty twenty. Now, are these already out then? Oh, maybe. Let's have a look. Twelfth Doctor Chronicles. I haven't. Heard. I guess like the Chronicles are less kind of highly advertised because they don't star the cast members. I just searched it on their website and nothing came up. Oh, here we go. Uh, 12 Dots Chronicles. Start. Oh, yeah, here they go. I'll see if I can share my screen with you again. No, I'll be able to hear it. Oh, no, it's not an audio thing. It's just the news website. Ah, right. Oh, yeah, yeah there he is with uh, Oswin and uh, Danny Pink. Who's that at the end? Is that Danny Pink? It is. Oh, and who's in it? Oh, oh that's is by David Llewellyn. I've heard that name before. Mark Wright. Wow. Os- <laughs> Os- Os- Oswin and Danny Pink. Um, are those like the, the iconic Twelfth Doctor <laughs> era character? I wonder <sighs> how it was. Uh, well, I'm like, now. Probably- Sorry, go hmm? on. Now is probably not the time to say that I'm not the biggest fan of the Twelfth Doctor era. Maybe that'll change. I mean, yeah, I feel like... Because whenever we record these and watch these, I always go in with the mindset of trying to, like, see the best in whatever we watch. Yeah. Um, so maybe if I'm, like, looking for the best in Capaldi's series, like, I'll find more to appreciate than I did the first time around. No, I agree. I want to say, though, Jacob Dudman does... A fantastic job at Big Finish. Have you heard his Matt Smith impression? You know what, he does the really good Matt Smith impression. He yeah. does, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to. We should try and get him on this at some point to chat to us about Big Finish, because... Oh, that'd be brilliant. That'd be brilliant to get him on. And, oh, I can ask him about what I can do to, like... Uh, I can ask him for guidance on my um, <laughs> impression. Like, hey, Jacob, see, I've got... I've got... My, my Eccleston's nearly perfect, but he's a bit of work. Like, can I have some pointers? Jakey, Jake, my man... <laughs> I'm sure he. I'm sure he wouldn't get annoyed by that at all. I'm on Jake. Oh, Jake you an actor? I'm an actor, Jake. Like we're, we're basically the same. Can you get me a job? Big finish, Jake, please. <laughs> he was in the A list. Did you see that? I heard of it. I've heard. Which yeah, I've, seen, I've heard of a lot of the things he's been in. I haven't seen a lot of them. The Stranger on Netflix as well. I've heard of that. I've heard of that as well. <laughs> Yeah, no. I don't have Netflix. Um, I do, however, have Disney Plus. Oh, get you, well done. Hey, um, how do you feel if, like, Disney bought Doctor Who? How do you feel if that happened? (laughs) I don't know. It's just like a job yeah, I mean, yeah, but I feel like Doctor Who, where we're, like putting, we're going to do what we do with The Simpsons, we're going to put it all, all Doctor Who's now going to be on Disney Plus. Um, Doctor Who episodes at the same time as airing on TV, we'll release them on Disney Plus for streaming. Do you know what? Uh, to get onto a side note, oh, for God's sake, keep hitting that bottle, bank. Um, um, what do you think to the way Doctor Who is distributed? 
I think that it doesn't get good overnight ratings anymore. But I don't think a lot of TV programs do because a lot of people just watch stuff on catch up now. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I've been watching um, Doctor Who for this podcast on BBC iPlayer, which, because I pay a TV license, is, you know, easy. I don't have to pay for it. It's not like a streaming service or anything. Um, So I feel like it's readily available for anyone who who pays for a TV license. I know there's some people who don't, you know, there's the whole defund the BBC thing that's going on right now. I don't really, I don't completely understand what that's about, so I can't really comment on it. If I, if uh, I could, if, I think, I'm just, sorry, one second, I do apologise, I'm just helping myself to a Jaffa cake. <laughs> as far as I'm aware, defund the BBC works on a principle that the BBC's motto is to inform, educate and entertain, and people say that it doesn't do that for all generations, and I suppose I slightly agree is the only things I watch on the BBC at the moment are Top Gear and Doctor Who. Okay. Um, I mean, I feel like I and can't also say... we're taking because... BBC Free off actual terrestrial TV. They've now limited the amount of resources that are aimed at young people. So I don't watch BBC Free. I don't watch anything online that's BBC Free because I don't know it. I only watch... I mean, like, I feel like the logic... Country, with... This country was... Sorry, one second. Hang on, I'm going to belch... Sorry, um, this country, um, which is a BBC free production, I only became aware of when it was shown on TV. So hmm. I don't necessarily think I mean, the BBC I, sort of I think we'll, do the best. I think the logic with that was that BBC free has always been aimed at a younger crowd. And I feel like to appeal to a younger crowd, most young people use um, you know streaming services and YouTube and such anyway. So I feel like their logic was by putting that stuff directly online is reaching that target demographic more directly. But I don't know I, many, like I don't know people who go, Well, oh, I'm just gonna see what's on BBC iPlayer. People go, Oh, what's on Netflix, what's on Amazon? No one goes, Yeah, like, what's on BBC iPlayer, iPlayer doesn't like maybe they should do more like kind of iPlayer like isn't like how like Disney Plus has like Disney Plus originals and how like Netflix has Netflix originals. The equivalent that iPlayer has to originals is BBC Free. Like, BBC iPlayer, I guess, is kind of this weird in-between of being partly a streaming service. Like, could view it as a streaming service if you view paying a TV license as, like, paying for a streaming service mm-hmm. and also just being catch-up TV because the stuff that's uploaded on there doesn't stay up forever. Like, I remember I wanted to watch Good Omens on catch-up, but um, I couldn't because... Um, I, I just didn't get on it in time, so I had to wait until I went home to watch uh, Good Omens. Yeah, because like... my parent, my family recorded it. Although I, I can't say I agree with my stance with, in terms of it, because the BBC like does entertain me with the whole, um, you know, Doctor Who, and that's just the start of it. And it yeah. doesn't fool yeah. me because BBC News is my first is my first place to go to for all news. Like I get my news from BBC News. Just yes, because the only the only issue I have with the BBC is that there's they 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 debunked it, but there was very strong rumours a while back that BBC Four would also be making the move to online as well, which would have been the ah, icing on the cake for the reason sense. I would really dislike the BBC because BBC Four for me is my BBC channel now. It's the arts channel. It's the craft channel. It's the only channel on there that really sort of discusses movies. With Mark Commode has his um. Secrets of Cinema on there, which is fantastic. 
Uh, there's just some really BBC good stuff. Four, actually, BBC Four has some really good comedy stuff. Some really good original comedy content. Yeah, like, did I remember you see Detectorists. Um, I didn't. Um, I saw it was a mockumentary with um, I think it was Ross Kemp and <laughs> his brother Martin Kemp about them. It was like a mockumentary about them as musicians. And that was really, really funny. And Christopher Eccleston was actually in that. Oh, was he? Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a really good um, about, uh, what was that old band called? Spandau Ballet? Bros. Was that, that Oh, it? sorry, Martin Kemp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spandau Ballet, yeah. 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 That was really, and it was really funny. And I saw another one a while ago. I can't remember who was in it, but it was called like Brian Pern. And it was like a mock, another mockumentary about like this fictional rock star. And now BBC Four has made some really, really funny stuff. Um, I love yeah. BBC Four. And I feel like that should be, that's made for TV. I don't feel like there's an, the audience for BBC Four content. I don't think they're as active online no. as they are kind of avid viewers. What I'm thinking is for BBC iPlayer is if they want to make it more of a streaming service why not do spin-offs of their shows on bbc iplayer so i'm looking so i'm looking now like bbc dramas okay line of duty peaky blinder sherlock killing eve doctor who luther doctor foster um normal people silent witness dracula death in paradise call the midwife years and years the bodyguard our girl what else do we have the a-word his dark material the War of the Worlds, uh, Paul Dark. Is that all the series that are just like ready to view? Uh, no, the, I've just googled BBC dramas. Oh, right, because I feel like. Oh, so are you saying that they should all be on iPlayer? No, I'm saying that if these are popular dramas, so why not make spin-offs like Class the Sarah Jane Adventures, but only make them available on BBC iPlayer? I guess so, but there's a conflict of interest with would that stuff go to iPlayer or would it go to like Britbox? Because I know that Britbox, <laughs> Britbox can. Do you not? Are you not a fan of Britbox? Not at all. I mean, the one who, thing that complexes me about Britbox. Who's paying five pound plus a month to fucking watch Spitting Image? Who's watching? Who's going? I know what I'd like to watch. I'd like to watch new episodes of Spitting Image. No one's doing that. It, the thing that Britbox is meant to be kind of like for classic British TV, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, there's a lot of classic Who on the, there. The, that's the thing. That's the thing that confuses me because New Who is all on iPlayer, but then Classic Who is all on Britbox, and like both of these, like the BBC has like a hand in. Mm. I just don't understand why they've divided up. Because I feel like fan, most fans of Doctor Who are just like fans of most of would be fans of like all Doctor Who. Hmm. I just don't get why they've separated it like that. That's and the I'll one thing that really perplexes me. If we had more access to Classic Who for this podcast, we would do more Classic Who. It's the currently like yeah. our, our first Classic Who we're going to do is the Three Doctors. I own it on DVD. You don't. The only way that you could legally get it is through Britbox. Yeah. So, but it's like, why put it on Britbox? Why not put it on iPlayer? Or make iPlayer a subscription-based service where you have to pay so much a month, and through that you get all the content that you would get off Britbox. 
well, you have to pay so much for it anyway because you pay for a TV license and you need a TV license for that's iPlayer. That's true. I guess that's true. But so yeah, maybe but, people would feel like they'd be getting their money's worth more so out of paying for a TV license if, in addition to a TV license, they got an iPlayer, which was like really comprehensive and had loads yeah. of like old shows. Yeah, I just so dividing that stuff to into have grip a, box. I feel to have a streaming service that is practically free. And a streaming service with the content you can get on the free services because BritBox has BBC, ITV Player, Channel 4, Channel 5? I think it's Channel 5, yeah. All of which have in the UK have streaming services that are free when you have a TV license. Yeah. And, and like BritBox those... is more expensive a year than a TV license. Yeah, and like stuff like All Four, I know also has like old shows available to watch. All Four is like, fantastic. I, all, that's, like, I think that's the best streaming service. All Four. Yeah. It's got so much. I mean, yeah, I watched like I, yeah, I watched IT Crowd. I watched Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Dark Place is so good. <laughs> um, and like, yeah, there's like all of Peep Show on there. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love Peep Show. And so, yeah. Oh, sorry. So. I've set Siri off. A TV license for the year in the UK is £175.50. Yeah. Britbox for the year is $70. Okay. Um, let me let me just see if that's the same in pounds. Um, I'm just going on to the Britbox website now. I'm going to see what's on there. What's the thing they're going to advertise? Spitting image right away. Spitting image, Doctor Who, Love Island, Peep Show, Train Spotting, The Inbetweeners. Wait, who, who would who would pay for like repeats of Love Island? Who <laughs> was like, oh yeah, I want to watch that series of Love Island again. Like, do people re-watch reality TV shows? Do people have like bit box sets of Big Brother? Well, I said on Twitter the other day, follow me at Tim X Saxby, that I would probably get Brickbox if they put up every series and every episode of something like I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here from Series 1. Mm. You could just watch them. That'd be fantastic. Because mm. I never saw them go on said, TV like, and now I can't watch them. Well, that being said, like, I know that um, during lockdown, Big Brother did a thing where like they aired like iconic episodes they did, from kind they? of yeah. different series. And it was actually really good. It was really cool to kind of have this kind of jump back in time to that era and just see what shows were like during that time so actually no i i kind of said it as a rhetorical but actually it would be cool to have kind of reality shows like so like the apprentice i love the apprentice yeah. if i had somewhere where i could view like all like the old series of the apprentice that'd be great oh, are you sorry i was just dangling so it was just dangling necklace <laughs> um are you trying to hypnotize me <laughs> um but no i agree yeah, I feel there's problems with Brickbox and a lot of the BBC stuff does confuse me. As a 22-year-old, I find there is little on there that I would like to watch. The channel I often find myself gravitating towards is Channel 4. Mm. But I do get my news from BBC or Sky. Yeah. Uh, was Can you hear someone that? Someone shouts. Yeah, because like that? people in the hallway and stuff. Oh. They're having a mad Sunday night. But this is after dark, so it doesn't matter. 
I'm having a wild one. How long have we been going for? I don't know. Probably a fair while. Um, but when did we start recording this one? Because we recorded this one right after we finished recording the Dalek Revisited. We did. But I'm not sure how long we've been going yeah. for. Maybe I can check. At least 20 yeah. minutes, because I haven't checked my phone for 20 minutes and I've got notifications on there. The oldest is 20 minutes. And it's someone in my film studies chat and they say, okay, good. Oh, yeah, cool. So, who knows what that yeah, that sounds be. like the type of thing in a, in a student chat. Okay, good. Yeah. Cool, so should we start um, to wrap this up or do you have anything else you want to say? Um, how much have we actually spent talking about David Tennant? <laughs> Not a lot. I thought we'd talk about it for a little while, but we've kind of just drifted away. I feel like I said everything I wanted to say about David Tennant. Yeah, now, you can probably, they've just like, got to be know, careful. They've got to be careful how much of him they use because you don't want to yeah. overuse him and you don't want to yeah. ruin yeah, something basically. that like, a lot of people... I'm fine with it for this year, but if, the, if he continues to have like the level of prominence in subsequent years, then I'll be a bit... All right, maybe back off. We have to forget that, you know. I feel like the I feel like the figurehead for Doctor Who should be the current Doctor. Yeah. So I feel like you know, as long as Jodie is the most prominent Doctor across Doctor Who media, then it's fine. But it's getting to a point where David's kind of like, uh, trying trying to. He's probably the second most prominent Doctor right now. Yeah. And, you know, as long as he st- stays second most popular, um, or second most feels prominent. About that. I wonder if he thinks about that, because obviously he can just turn some of his work down and go, nah, that one's not for me. Oh, yeah, David Tennant is probably not staffed for work, but <laughs> I feel like if it was a choice between, like, a Doctor Who thing and, like, you know a cool-looking TV drama like Dez or Broadchurch or Good Omens, like, you do that. Like, I feel like if it was like, right, David, you can either do, um, you can either do, like, the 60th or Series 2 of Good Omens. I feel like you choose Series 2 of Good Omens, but that wouldn't happen because I feel like the production team for Doctor Who would reschedule around David Tennant. Oh, yeah, same, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was surprised he was able for the 50th because wasn't it quite last minute he got asked or I don't think so I feel like I know he John was come got back. asked last minute well that was because they originally wanted Eccleston yeah yeah I know that was like if you say yes now we want you on set in two weeks sort of <laughs> crazy yeah but of course he appeared I mean, in the series before ex- didn't he so that explains a lot about my feelings towards the War Doctor and John Hurt as the War Doctor, but I won't get into that now. We can do an After Dark. We can do another After Dark of that if people have enjoyed this. Yeah, uh, just like rambling. Yeah, so like this is like the type of stuff we'd like talk about once the camera's turned off. The recording. You can't see what I'm partying because it's After Dark. My arms are going nuts, and Harry's doing it. You well. can't see, but I'm I'm shirtless. I'm not actually well. I'm partially shirtless. I've got a dressing gown on. We're partying. It, it's late at night. I'm going to go to bed soon. Same. I'm going to have a takeaway. Probably as soon as you stop recording this, I'll go to bed. Because I've had a long day. Whoa! Look at that. I had headshots. Hey, how's your actor's headshots? Tell yeah, me about that. How does I'm that work? Sure you... How does an actor's headshot work? Yeah. 
Um, all right, so I met. Did they dress you up as builders, <laughs> like like chefs. Uh, no, I had to bring. I had to bring like a whole a uh, holdall bag with different uh, changes of clothes. Um, so I went in a white shirt because I didn't want to put that in a bag. And yeah. in my uh, bag, I like rolled up a black tee, a green tee, um, a, a jacket, a bomber jacket. I also wore a leather jacket, so I had those jackets to choose from. Um, oh, and I, I packed a jumper. And then when I got there, we spent um, a good while kind of in uh, the studio, just, just kind of taking different shots, um, trying on the different clothes combinations. Um, Does she direct you? A lot you? of it kind of initially. Pardon? Does she direct you? Um, yeah, but I feel like it's very simple, kind of, because, um, I've been, I've had, like, workshop, well, not workshops, but, like, kind of lecture-type things telling me about how to do a good headshot, and kind of the main thing with a headshot is, um, engaging with the, uh, camera and having, making sure your eyes are, like, alive, that you don't have dead eyes, so there's a lot of a mental thing of, like, engaging, so for most of it, I'm just looking directly into the lens, and just uh, following the lens. And that's either... Sh- the most direction she'd give is, like, you know, um, make sure your eye... Like, follow with your eyes, or, like, follow with your head, or, like, smile, relax, smile with your eyes. Um, s- sometimes I'd have to change alignment, because I have a bad habit with my head where my, my head naturally rests to, like, this side a bit. Yeah. And so I have to... Every now and then she give me a check. Um, I mean, for Where the first kind of like, going spotlight. Uh, yeah. Um, because basically, because I'm on an MA acting, I'll uh, get a grad. Um, I can sign up this year for a graduate spotlight, which is significantly cheaper than a regular spotlight. Yeah. And part of the process for having a spotlight is that you need an actor's headshot. How do you get spotlight? Um, How do you get one of those? It's like a magazine. Uh, it used to be a magazine. It used to be like an actor's magazine, which like casting directors and like agents would flick through. Um, now it's a website, but it Spot still serves very much the same. Yeah. Um, but to get on Spotlight, you need, to, you need to have either a professional performance like credit. So like you've done a profession, professional acting work already, or you need to have done a um, acting course, which gives you the credits to be a qualified actor and because i'm doing an ma acting by the end of this i will have the credits required to be an actor hooray yeah i mean it's pretty exciting like by the end of like this like literally this year because i'm signing up first for like this year by the end of this year i will be like officially an actor <laughs> hooray a we're going to put you in and Doctor then, Who. I, oh my god, I wish. Like, we talk about this, like, I'd, I'd, I'd be so much fun to be Doctor Who, like, even if I'm just, like, a character who, like, dies in the cold open. Do you know how jealous I would be? <laughs> I know... You'd be I'd, so jealous. Well, I, I would be jealous at that, but I know I would be jealous because I know someone who is in the Robert Pattinson Batman movie, and this person is 12, yeah. and I hate him. <laughs> Imagine, isn't it like um, the mayor of Gotham's son? You used to base it. I think so. He hasn't told me, but like from the trailers and stuff, you can kind of deduct that. That's my theory, anyway. I don't know. He hasn't told me. I haven't seen him in 
Oh, maybe. Does Robert Pattinson still have COVID? I don't think so. I think he's okay now. He's okay now. Although I know the film's been delayed to 2022. I know, that sucks. Yeah. Because that film looks really good. Like, I feel like that could potentially be like the best Batman movie. Maybe that's going to save cinema. Not Tenet. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, yeah, seeing as... Is it View or Cineworld that's had to close Cineworld, again? Yeah. Because Cineworld, No, they haven't had to close again. They've, like, shut down completely. Like, like permanently shut down. Cineworld, yeah, I think they've got like, like, administration, yeah. Oh, my God. So Tenet really didn't save cinema. Oh, well, I know, maybe you are right. I thought it was just a temporary closure. Cineworld. Oh, go away. Cookies. Tra- uh, trailer for destruction. Cineworld's closure leaves tens of thousands of jobs at risk in catastrophic ripple effect. Tens of thousands of jobs are under threat due to the catastrophic impact um, caused by the closure of Cineworld, the UK's biggest cinema chain. Um, uh, the sun on Sunday can reveal that due to the ripple effects of cinema closure, 80,000 jobs in 10 pin bowling 80,000 jobs at 10 pin bowling alleys are now at risk um, maybe it has closed completely then wow. I don't know that's crazy the chain says it has lost more than had... 1 billion due to the pandemic and has to put 5,500 jobs at risk uh, I can do that yeah, that's crazy. I've, I've never gone I, to Cineworld. It's never been a go-to. I'm always Odeon and View. Yeah. I mean, for me, because, like, we live in, like, Hull, so, like, there is no Cineworld in Hull City Centre. You have to go to, like, Kingswood to get to a Cineworld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a reel, and I've been I mean, there once, and it was dreadful. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I mean, I think the last time I went to Cineworld was to see The Force Awakens. Yeah. How was that? Yeah, I mean, it was a great experience because, like, that was literally, I think we saw it on Boxing Day or something. <laughs> and even, like, that long after the film came out, it was, like, a packed cinema. Oh, yeah, I remember and, when I went to re it a couple of times. It was packed every time I went. Yeah. My mum was, like, so... My mum, the thing is, my mum, she grew up with the first Star Wars. Like, she saw the original Star Wars in She's the in cinema it. in 1977. Harry's mum's in Star Wars. Yeah, and here's the thing. Um, the funny <laughs> thing is, I think like when her parents went to buy the ticket, they had to like they had went to buy the tickets for Star Wars. They had to form a line like around like a street just to Why get in and buy the tickets. Online? Why didn't they do it on the internet? I don't know, man. Maybe we didn't have Wi-Fi. Idiots. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it's actually I feel a bit bad because she rem- she remembered seeing it really vividly, but. Apparently, while she was watching, the reel broke, and she missed like most of the stuff in Tatooine. Uh, really? Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. But despite that, despite that, um, she remembered like Star Wars being a huge deal, but she never had a massive connection with it. Yeah. But then, when she went to see it with me and my brother, like The Force Awakens, like suddenly it was like the film like triggered like this like deep rooted nostalgia for it and she suddenly and like, she really excited. screaming going don't ruin the real no <laughs> and like <laughs> non flashbacks well no actually it... 
gone quiet. I can't hear you. Harry's frozen. Oh my god! For the first time ever. Like, on the she podcast. was really whoa, 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 genuinely wait, wait, excited. Wait, 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 wait! He froze for the first time ever. What happens the first time ever? You froze. Your internet like dropped, so I couldn't hear you. Well, what, what's the last thing you heard? Star Wars. No, okay. <laughs> I, I heard. Um, I I I, um, I heard up to the bit where I interrupted you. Okay. But yeah, um, when we're in the cinema watching it, um, when Han Solo like appeared, she got like really excited. Like she leaned over to me and she was whispered like really excitedly, "Is that so?" Like it was like she was like a kid again. <laughs> no, yeah, like she like really responded emotionally. Like she was like really like sad. Like she was genuinely sad when Han Solo died. She was what? like, I haven't she seen was like, it. I haven't seen it. Oh god, I'm so sorry. Oh man! Yeah, but like that, like genuinely bummed her out, and of course, I think she might have cried during um, the Last Jedi. But do you remember when the, we went to see? We saw the the Rise of Skywalker together, and yeah, look, despite what your thoughts on that movie are, as a movie, I like as a, it as a film. Exactly, it's a good film. Maybe it doesn't fit Star Wars and all that. Who really cares? Um, no, I like it. This is something, and this is, I, after seeing it, I asked a friend what they thought, and I, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. It, um, I asked a friend what they thought of it, and they said, and I think this kind of sums it up, I liked it because I like Star Wars. Yeah. Which I feel like is quite accurate. Like, I feel like if you like Star Wars, if you like that stuff, like if, like I, you know, I'm a simple guy. If you show me some like cool lightsabers, and like space scenes, you have that John Williams score, you have some cool like force moments, like yeah, it's I'm, I'm down for it um, yeah. and when Han and Solo I, yeah, appeared it. in that because we were sat next to each other, when Han Solo yeah. appeared in that, I remember like the two of us looking at each other being like, oh my god <laughs> Han Solo's in it yeah. that was in the force, that was in the Rise of Skywalker where you didn't expect it yeah, I mean it's a bit of a bittersweet thing because obviously that scene was kind of if Carrie had been here, she would have done that scene. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, it's kind of sweet of Harrison Ford, though, because obviously, like, he came back and kind of, he was a comeback with a mentality of, I'm doing this for Carrie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I agree, yeah. It was, it was good. It was a good, it was yeah. a good movie. Yeah, it was a fun time. It was a fun time was had by all. <laughs> Apart from those people who film themselves walking out of it, going, oh no, she can't be Skywalker, and then walking out of the cinema. Did you see that? What was that? It was people like the reveal of where she goes, Ray Skywalker. Like people are like standing up and walking out of the cinema. Really? That's yeah, a, bit... Like, a bit stupid, isn't it? Whatever. Like, I mean, we sat the, through Tenet and none of this stuff. Take... <laughs> like, it's not the direction I would have taken. Um, I would have just had her like accept herself for who she is yeah like i feel like she i would have ended it with her just saying i'm ray and that would have been like it for me no yeah i agree um yeah i'm I mean, ray ray da, 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> she never like, says I'm, it should have been i'm ray ray star wars <laughs> <laughs> And then JJ, 
And then J.J. Abrams appears, and, and then J.J. Abrams appears and says, and that was why they called it the Star, Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> Can you imagine? That would be that would have been so funny. <laughs> if I ever get the we're chance to make a Star Wars say... film, I will 100% well, at some know... point make a character go, God, this is like a Star Wars. <laughs> like, like in Suicide Squad when Will Smith's like, so this is it, huh? We're fighting in some kind of Star was... Wars. <laughs> yeah. It's like how like Doctor Who, like because this is a Doctor Who podcast, um, they oh, yeah. always say... They always work the line, the phrase, like, Doctor Who into, like, dialogue. Yeah. And it's always a little bit... It always sticks out a bit. Yeah. Like, I do that with Star Wars. Like, we'll, we'll like, no, like, gee, I don't know if you'll ever see an end to these Star Wars. <laughs> no, that's true. That'd be funny. I do... I, yeah, Doctor Who has a problem with that, I feel. It stands out too much. I feel like it's when it draws attention to it. Like, I know there's a scene in, like... Um, the Bells of St. John, oh, where Matt horrible. Smith's it's like, so oh, I love it when you say Doctor Who, and it's <laughs> kind of a weird... I like how Series 6 ends with like the blue guy in the box just saying Doctor Who over and over again. Hey, Doesn't Asylum of the Daleks... Doesn't Asylum of the Daleks end with that as well, where all the Daleks are like, Doctor Who, and then Matt Smith's spinning around going like, Doctor Who, Doctor Who. I can't remember. We'll have to wait till like, we does, get to does, it. Does the other Doctor like get aroused by the phrase Doctor Who or something? It seems like it. I do. Yeah. Something about the 11th Doctor, like, get... it Because it, it, it's weird, like, the, doc, the 11th Doctor is, like, really flirtatious and, I like, guess, a bit, you know, um, ah. frisky at points. Sorry about that. A cushion fell on my head. Well, it's funny you should say that, because I know Moffat said in an interview, he said... Um, Matt Smith's Doctor is so sexless compared to David Tennant. He's not. He's not. I mean, compared to Tennant, but like, he's not. He's barely. Set, like, all the times he's like flirting with River Song and like, you know, like lusting after like Clara. Like, he's probably like the second most sexual <laughs> Doctor. Like, well, yeah. But actually, I, I, there's a case to be made that he's like the most sexual Doctor. Because, like, David Tennant's Doctor is very romantic, but Matt Smith is much more kind of like, oh, yes, I'm, oh, ah, sexy. <laughs> so we've had a tease at your, uh, at your Matt Smith impression. Yeah, we've not even heard my David Tennant one yet. Don't spoil it. We'll have to wait till Christmas. Yeah. But I was just, you know, hello, I'm Matt Smith. I'm the 11th Doctor. Oh, amazing. Jacob Dudman should be so worried. I do like time travel. <laughs> And on oh, that... I like to flick those switches. Cool. Anyway, and on that note, I think we'll wrap this episode of Bigger on the Inside After Dark. Ooh. Do you want to do a sexy big finish? Not big finish. Doctor... Oh, you're frozen again. Oh, frozen no. no, I can see you again. Uh, you, oh. you, you try doing one. Doing one what? Bigger on the Inside After Dark. Bigger on the inside. After dark. Ooh, wee hoo. Ooh, you broke your microphone. Oh.
I'll, I'll go a little further away. This is so important. Oh, dear me. If you've listened to this one, credit where credit's due. <laughs> Bye, everybody. This will either be people's like favourite or least favourite thing we do. <laughs> it will be. I'll say it again. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Oh, that was very chilled. Get to click below to subscribe to the official Bigger on the Inside podcast.